everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. Hi, everybody. I'm Charles. What's up? We're in like a weird... This is a weird one, this episode. We're doing Suburbia by Richard Linkletter. Technically from 96, although I believe it was actually released in 97, like in the theater, but it, 96, I think it was at some film festival, um, written by Eric Bogosian. It was originally a play, which is interesting. Yes. I, um, knowing that I actually just, um, found, found out about that while I'm looking into to this movie and knowing that it was a play, watching it a second time made a, made a lot more sense. Like I'd sort of, I'd sort of got, I was like, oh, that explains like a lot of the pacing and you know, like how these scenes are like really long. And I was mm-hmm. like, that, that's, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I, it seems like, uh, this isn't a movie that I don't see talked about a whole lot. Uh, we've definitely covered a lot of his big ones. Uh, well, not before sunset, but we did before sunrise. We did days and confused. I don't think I've, uh, I might not have done another one cause I haven't done boyhood or this might be the third one, but those two are like one of the big ones, like the ones that people know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one of those kind of sleepers right now. It's on as the time of recording this, it's on YouTube for free with ads and it's also on Tubi for free. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was really kind of hard to track down. I remember, I think in the early days of DVDs and stuff, it was like one that wasn't like pressed a lot. And now it's like, I think you can find it, but it's one of those sleeper kind of movies that you don't hear about a lot. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. It's just, it, they all of his films just have a vibe, mm-hmm. which I really like. I'm a big Linkletter fan. So I just love all of his like Gen X kind of like, youth of america like slacker 90s like you have this very like apathetic vibe that was happening in the 90s but i think also happened in the 70s which is why days and confused work so well mm. um because it's was, like what was that movie that we saw in the theater about that sports scheme in like the early 80s everybody wants some yeah 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 that was another one that was supposed to be like the set or 80s version of like days and confused oh, okay okay like cool. college because the other one was high school Days and Confused was the last day of high school. So yeah, that one was cool. I actually have only seen it like one other time since we saw it in the theater, but it's on my list to do because I, I just like his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was good. Yeah, it was it. funny. It was cool. I, um, it's um I I like the, a lot of his movies. There's not like a lot of action, but I just really love like the dialogue and like mm-hmm. it, and just like the stuff the characters talk about. It's just it's, um it's so realistic too. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a realistic long form conversation. Which is really cool. I mean, that's what's so great about Before Sunrise. Mm-hmm. It's it's all conversation and it's so... At first, I, I can see how some people may not be into it. But once you kind of get into the rhythm of his films, once you kind of figure out, okay, this is going to be... I mean, as a broad term, about a bunch of people who just sit around talking. Yeah. But it's more of a... It, you'll get into the rhythm of listening to conversation and you kind of feel like you're there. Have um you ever seen the movie My Lunch with Andre? No. Who is that about? Um, or what so is that about? I, um, so I had so I so it has like Wallace Shawn in it as one of the characters. Oh, I like it. The entire movie is literally just this guy ha- having lunch with his friend uh, Andre, and oh. they just kind of eat and like talk for like the entire movie, and it's like nothing happens, but it's just I I, I love it. <laughs> like, oh, it's just cool. really good. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of also the main reasons. I guess, it, I mean, I don't know if it's problematic to be like a Tarantino fan, but I am. So that's one of the main reasons why I like him is because his films are like a lot of crazy action 
and then also blended in these amazing conversations that are like 10, 11 minute scenes. I know. It's great. It's yeah. Great. And that's what's so great about his movies is it's basically you'll get this great conversation that just is very normal and natural and funny. And you kind of feel like you're there. Yeah. And it's like in Death Proof. I just think when they're at that diner. <laughs> and it's like a, and it's like the round table he always does like the circular camera yeah, you know like yeah. the round table and they're all talking same with reservoir dogs about like tipping mm-hmm. that's another like famous one but yeah i i really like i like that but this is more of like a long form version of that with no real action action there are little yeah. bits of action i guess yeah yeah i mean, but it's, I mean it's cool i mean um i mean it's still an I- interesting movie like i mean i still I still enjoyed enjoyed myself. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is your history with this? You said you've seen it before. Yeah, so I ran this on video in 1998. I'm pretty sure it was 1998. Oh, okay. Um, and I watched it, and when it was over, I, I was um, I didn't really have a reaction. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of something I watched. But it still, there were just parts that like stuck with me like throughout the years until I watched it again for the first time a few days ago. Like, um, like that, um, like the com like the conversation about B- about BB where she has that monologue about her parents sitting her to rehab. Mm-hmm. Like there are parts of that, that, that really s- stuck with me. And then Suze is lying about like fucking Jeff while his parents are at, at, at the, at, 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 at the sizzler. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, like it stuck with me too. So, um, to, so like nineties, such a nineties yeah. sentence. Uh, and, and I was like, God, sizzler was, was such a good restaurant. Um, no, the fucking buffet. We were like uh, all about a buffet in the nineties too. Well, yeah. So yeah, like me and my dad were all about hot shops. Oh, so, same. Like, <laughs> I used to go there. Um, and, and like Sizzler was what we went to when Hot Chops was closed. So, <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't go to Sizzler a lot. It was all always Hot Chops. Yeah. 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 Um, all those so, mashed potatoes at Hot Chops. Oh my and, god. Like the Jello. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. Oh, me Capitan. <laughs> um, but um, so having rewatched this for the first time like over twenty years. Now my first reaction was like, dear God, I hope I was not like that. And, um, you know, like, um, you know, and, um, are, you know, like, are these people me? Like when, when did growing up in suburbia become a form of oppression? And, like, um, and it just like, it, it provoked a whole new set of emotions. Like it, it, it was just like, oh God, was I ever this bad? I mean, the world has drastically changed since this yeah. has come out, too. So, I mean, As we've clearly learned, white people and boredom do not mix. So. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a, a lot of it. I was just like, I was like the, the Steve Carell meme from The Office, the cringe meme. <laughs> like, so many times I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is, no, 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 no. I was like, I mean, the thing is, is that I have that... Um, I mean, I have that 90s brain because I can, I don't see things as like how they're taken now. Like I, yeah. I understood that I was like, oh, it's kind of fucked up. But in the 90s, that was like what movies were. And it, was. it just, that is literally what it was. So we didn't really know. And also there was no, it was a, it was a very Simpsons old man yells at cloud in the 90s too, because yeah. who the fuck were you going to tell that that bothered you outside of your friend group? So yeah. 
But now, obviously, people can point out and clip specific scenes and be like, see what they were watching in the 90s? Look how fucked up this is. Well, we couldn't do that. Yeah, but we, like, but there is, like, some wiggle room for casual racism and violence, you know? I mean, totally. (laughs) And there still kind of is um, with these people, like, people that have been, like, grandfathered in, like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like, a lot of directors just could not get... I guess, like, do any of of his films in the way that he does them. Especially, like, Django. Yeah. Like, what other director besides Quentin Tarantino could do Django? I mean, I don't think there is one. Yeah, I I don't... I I can't see it. I mean, I I I don't... I think when... When Tarantino dies, you know, rest of the school, I don't think we're ever going to get anyone like it him again no so, no I he's mean, a complete uh, yeah. visionary like you know just and like a lot of directors so is richard linkletter yeah i mean there isn't anyone that that has films like him either it's a, in a very specific style you can kind of always tell when you're watching one of his movies mm-hmm. which i really like that he hasn't lost um i don't think he's ever done has linkletter ever done like a mainstream movie i'm trying to um, think i have to look up like if there's yeah. something where he's done like a i don't know i'm trying to think of you know, some directors never do mainstream. It's like they always can do what they want, like Quentin Tarantino, like Scorsese. Yeah. But then there's some random people, like the guy, what's his name, George Miller, who did Mad Max. It's like, babe. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's like, it's always like a weird thing that you're like, oh, they were signed to like a certain studio and they had to direct like four pictures during this deal and like this was one of them. Uh, almost like Edward Norton in The Hulk. It's very yeah, like yeah. what, like you know, it, but some of them have to do with contracts. And if they said, "I don't want to do another movie," none of these scripts are good. They would say, "Well, it's in your contract. You have to do X amount. Otherwise, we like we'll fine you." Yeah. So like, if you do this, we'll pay you the salary. So a lot of times, actors like in the '90s ending anyway ended up doing these movies that you're like, "Why do they do this?" Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm gonna look up and see if Linkletter did any like. Like for example, I'm thinking of the movie "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot," starring Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? I so, don't even know that. So it was. So Sylvester Stallone plays a police officer, and his routine is just thrown into a world because his mother comes to town, and she's played by Estelle Getty, and she just throws everything into a tizzy. Oh my god, that is really funny. Like that's actually really, really funny. And you know, she like you know gets him. She like wants him to settle down, and you know he won't do it. And she has this like great you know girlfriend, and he's just kind of being a pussy about it. And <laughs> you know, and he's just like, but Ma, stay out of there, my life. And, you, know, and, you know, and she's just like, no, you you have to love what you have. For Christ's sakes, marry her now. It's <laughs> so funny. But yeah. um, God, okay, now so I'm looking now. The Newton Boys, which is another sleeper, if anyone out there has not seen The Newton Boys, it was kind of like a bit of 90s catnip for girls because it was like, it was kind of like Ethan Hawke, Skeet Ulrich, Matthew McConaughey, like oh, wow. Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> like they kind of like uh, marketed it that way. Yeah. Um, and like Juliana Margulies is in it. It's actually really good. That's directed by Richard Linkletter. And that came out in 98. Oh, cool. So that's a, it, it's not like mainstream, but it was kind of a mainstream. Like you would see the commercials for it on TV and they were like yeah. a band of brothers who are, 
Oh, not brothers. They're just a gang of thieves in like the early 1900s um, who are like bank oh, robbers and stuff. I, I think he directed that movie Bernie with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. And also School of Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which I, that's kind of big. Yeah, yeah so he's done a few. I, I've heard about this movie Slacker, but I've not seen it. Like, oh, it's it good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's from 90. I think it's like one of his. Like I think that's the first feature that he okay. may have done. I think, or one of the early ones. Yeah, it's really good. I, I've seen it like once. So we sh- we should definitely do it. Was it nineteen ninety? I swear I have not seen Waking Life. I've heard that's like really good too. Uh huh. That one's really cool. And okay. also a Scanner Darkly. Oh yeah. Um, okay. is another one. I think that one's the one that has Keanu. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's that one. Yeah, it's not Waking Life. I'm pretty sure it's Skinner Darkly, but that's cool too. Yeah, I haven't seen every single one, but I'm a big fan of the ones like before Sun. We haven't done Before Sunset or Before Midnight, but like those are cool. I I was pretty obsessed with Boyhood when it came out into the theater. I like saw it three 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 times. It's so, so cool. I finally yeah. saw it after so many years. It's so mm-hmm. cool, and I think he's doing another one right now. I forgot the actor's oh, really? name, but yeah, he's oh, doing cool. one that's like over. 10 years or something like that oh, I, yeah. I f- yeah i forgot but that he's doing another like kind of film like that which I, is really cool i i i i don't know that movie just really hit me close to home because i really felt like he captured what it was like to have like divorced parents like on mm-hmm. screen like i just related to that like so much yeah so, like, it was just, great just, like the constant like back and forth and you know one parent's like oh i'll talk to your mom about so-and-so and blah 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 you know yeah just, like these like really small, small things that I, I was like yep that's what it was like yeah totally <laughs> so, and, like going back and forth different houses like yeah. all that stuff yeah just like different vibe all the time yeah it's true it's very true um i think almost all of my friends growing up had divorced parents like we all yeah, I think, I think. Susanna Susanna's like the only one. Yeah. <laughs> she's like yeah. our own, only friend with married parents. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, cool. All right. Well, my like first impression of this movie was I rented it uh, again around the same time you did. Like probably 98, maybe 99 possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I liked Linkletter and I knew like Giovanni Rabisi. And I knew, I knew like the cast. I knew Steve Zahn from Reality Bites. And um, and I knew Parker Posey from Days and Confused at that point. So I think I rented it based on the director and the cast and Nikki Cat, who was in The Cure, oh, yeah. um, who was also in Days and Confused. So I was like, oh, like I know these people. I want to watch it. So I remember watching it and be like, oh, it's really cool. But I have not. I've maybe seen it one other time since, but it basically was like watching it for the first time because I didn't remember everything about it. Yeah. So it was cool. I mean, it was very, very 90 like late 90s like i love the styling of it because it it has that exactly what clothes were like in 96 97 and that's the era that i remember the most because i was like 13 14 mm-hmm. and that was like the era that i really i don't know like started to really identify with so like you know no doubt was a big thing like Gwen stefani the skate culture the like uh, wide jeans that skate kind of fashion um the everyone's wearing doc martens in this movie almost everyone um yeah. or motorcycle boots and yeah it was just really really cool it, it, it's it reminds me of the fashion in empire records it was like that was mid 90s and it was starting to get kind of like graphic tees and more colors and you know the color combinations and stuff they weren't as 80s where everything was like kind of neutral i mean there was mm-hmm. like the i mean the 80s definitely had bright 
bright colors, but that was more like mainstream. Like alternative wise, it was still kind of like army green, black leather, dark, like that kind of vibe. So, so yeah, so it's, this is cool. Just fashion wise, like visually, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me growing up a little bit. I think, um, we both grew up in, kind of in between the suburbs and the city. Cause I, like we went to school out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So we like had an, I, we had like a, a place to go or we kind of, I can kind of identify with that kind of alienation of the sub- suburbs, but also being in a city too. Yeah, um, we kind of got the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah, I, we did. Because I would go out to the suburbs to, like, do nothing. Because yeah. in the city, <laughs> you had to be old to do anything. So yeah. you could do something in the city, but, you know, it's just easier to go, sometimes just go out to the suburbs and, like, hang out in a fucking parking lot. Yeah. and Or in front of, like, a 7-Eleven or, like, out in, like, way out in Rockville. We would, like, park in, like, parking lots. And I was driving. I also think it's really interesting that this film takes place in No One's Driving. Yeah, like yeah. everyone's on foot. I found that really interesting. I, I guess they're like first year out of high school. Is... Yeah, I um yeah that's that's right. I thought I thought I thought they maybe a little older, like maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, maybe because um, they bought alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it was it wasn't eighteen. It was like the seventies. I think the seventies actually was eighteen. The age oh, to yeah. buy alcohol. I think it did get raised. I think at some point to twenty one. But I think it was. Yeah, maybe they were twenty one. I know that Tim, like Nikki Cat, he bought alcohol and they didn't. He didn't like make a big deal about it. And yeah. then I think BB did, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, so that means they're at least probably twenty one, or maybe they have IDs. Maybe that's not a part of the story, <laughs> but that's yeah. what I. That's what I kind of feel. Um, yeah, and this also is really interesting that it takes place on a single night, like a lot of his films, like Days to Confuse is a single night before sunrise um stuff like that so i think it's interesting that he doesn't it's something that doesn't span like a lot of time yeah yeah and that's I, pretty cool i um i had some confusion because i thought like the last scene might, might have taken place on like the next night because or i i just i was a little, I was, I was a little unsure but i also had that question and i thought that it was like it was like the the end of maybe I think like in the very end of the movie I was thinking that it was like five thirty in the morning, oh, and that the okay, sun well, was about to come up. That's what I thought, but then I also thought too because they were like, "Well, I stayed in her room last night," and I was like, "Well, then how was it ten o'clock or nine o'clock?" And it was just dark when we started yeah. this, and it was like from oh, no. nine to like four. Like that's a long time i'm until richard link letter specifically tells me charles you're wrong about this i'm choosing to believe that it, the last scene took place the next night okay that's yeah. cool yeah. and that jeff just didn't change clothes because i remember that buff came up to him like steve's on and he was like hey man you haven't gone home yet that's why i thought it was the next night because he's like yeah. you haven't oh, gone yeah. home I, yet I, I, I remember that that too, and I was like, "Wait, is this the same night?" <laughs> yeah, that and that's what I thought. But then when the sun came up in the very end, and then they found BB on the roof, I was like, "Well, wait, was wait, she up there she... all night?" Yeah, I or all day because we didn't see her go up there. I don't remember seeing her go up there. I mean, I guess they found her, and that's the important thing. So <laughs> yeah, and we don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I at first I was like, "Wait." Is this, this, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. as I was watching, I was like, wait, so we're going to get an update, right? Like, what happened to Phoebe? <laughs> it's like, no, okay, well, I'm assuming she's all right if they called on the payphone outside. <laughs> I'm assuming that means she's okay, yeah. 
Um, cool. All right, so let's get on to behind the scenes. Okay. Um, did you find anything interesting? I found a few small things. Oh, cool. All right. Um, Hit me. So, this um, movie is supposed to take place in Burnfield, Texas. Um, and it Burnfield. is based, based on um, the writer's hometown of something something massachusetts which i i, I wrote it down but you know, <laughs> like oh is it like a, one of the the towns where it looks it sounds different than how it looks i think it's spelled woburn but i'm sure that's not how you say it oh okay okay woburn maybe I, I people in massachusetts are less I, I don't know i'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> um um so um steve zahn and um samia shawib um, he plays the um, the uh, clerk's wife. Uh-huh. Um, both appeared in the original stage play. Oh. Um, and um, this has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 68% for critics. Mm, that's fair. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, I thought so. And, yeah. you know, audience score is like 67, which I think is fine. Yeah, that's fair. I can see um, that. One of the people considered for Jeff's role was Justin Whalen. Who is um, that? I know that name. Who um, that? He's, like, one of those actors who, like, you've, you've probably seen his face, like, a thousand times, but you don't necessarily know his name. But oh, he's one okay. of those people. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> which is, I guess, not exactly helpful when if I'm trying to, to describe him. Well, but... I don't have name recognition, so if I don't have name recognition of you as an actor, then I haven't seen anything you've done, most yeah. likely. <laughs> um and finally um and this sparked a whole like thought process on my part but um the um actor Ajay Naidu who plays the um he plays uh the uh clerk um Nazir was nominated for an Indie Spirit Award for best supporting actor for this movie yeah oh shit and the other nominees that year were uh, okay, I have to slip into announcer voice. And and the and the, and, the and, nominees. and the nominees for best actor in a supporting role are Samuel L. Jackson for Hard Eight. Oh. Jason Lee for Chasing Amy. Oh. Ephraim Figueroa for Star Maps. And finally, Roy Scheider for The Myth of Fingerprints. Oh. And the and the Indy Spirit Award goes to. Oh yeah. Jason Lee for Chasing Amy. Oh, Jason Lee. Yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> really? Okay. Well. Um, and so I, I watched all these trailers just kind of out of curiosity because I've not heard of any of these movies. Um, and and for some reason, the movie The Myth of Fingerprints just sparked this whole thing in my head where I was like, what in the hell could this possibly be about? And so just like going off of nothing, I just pictured like, a man and his son on, on like a prairie with on, on the horsebacks with like a whole bunch of sheep and like the and like the son turning to his father and be like, Pa, tell me the story about the myth of the fingerprints again. And, and then his father being like, Well, Johnny, it started like this. So I was completely wrong. The movie The Myth of Fingerprints is actually oh about four siblings who come home for Thanksgiving. Um, and it stars um, it stars uh, Julianne Moore, Noah Wiley. Oh, um, your man. And, uh, oh, yes. And I watched a couple clips and he's very gruff and, you know, kind of like uses uses the word fuck a few times. And like, oh. they're just 
and the entire members of the family bring their significant others home they're just like fucking the entire time um and so what um, happened to the independent spirit awards <laughs> god i need to watch these movies i know i know and um i actually thought that hard eat looked really good because it's like some kind of like con game with like cards and counting cards and like you know like this grizzled old veteran who's trying to bring in the new guy and it's and, like, pta teach- man yeah, it's fucking Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. So like, yeah. that's cool. He makes good shit. And um, I, I, and I think like Star Maps like is really good too. I think it's about like this um, got this um Hispanic guy who like sort of gets like involved with like this actress and like she gets him to audition for a role, but you know he's having other people in his life pulling him back, saying you don't belong there. You know, oh, and, and shit. Like, but I like it here better. And they're just like, no, um, <laughs> this is the night. This is what happened in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who's in that? I don't recognize any of the actors. I, I Miguel don't... Arteta though. He directs, he's the director of it. He directs some like, uh, I think horror story episode, I like TV episodes, but like really like cinematic ones. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think he does like a lot of things now. I know that name. I, I see it around a lot. Oh, he did, like, um, Youth in Revolt. Oh, shit. He does, like, Succession. Like, he does a lot of, like, oh, okay. really cool shit. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so um, those are my behind-the-scenes facts. And um, the, like, long-winded story of my emotional <laughs> journey through the life of the myth of fingerprints. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So have you watched the myth of fingerprints? Well, I tried to find it, but it's not playing anywhere. Oh. And I um and it's one I think it's one of those movies you can only watch if you buy it on DVD. Oh so, shit! And I'm just like, well, I've like, I mean, I think I feel like I'm prepared to go all in on with this movie. So mm-hmm. I I may just buy it. <laughs> so you'll report back if you end up buying it. I will. I will. Then you'll report back. Cool. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have that much. I found it interesting that the production designer was Catherine Hardwick. Oh, yeah. She did uh, Lord of Dogs, the Dogtown, right? And also the first Twilight. And that, yeah. <laughs> I think. Didn't she do the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I think she's dope. She also did 13. Oh, um, Another one that I love. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting that she was a production designer on, like, a lot of different things. Like, she did the Newton Boys. She also was a production designer on Tank Girl. Oh. And um, uh, the Newton Boys, Antitrust, Vanilla Sky, Laurel Canyon. Um, so she did, like, a lot of cool production, like, movies uh, before she ended up directing, which I think was, was really cool, Yeah. So, and then also the only really note that I had was that apparently Giovanni Ribisi did not want to be nude in that scene where he, like, has this kind of psychotic break about, like, Uh society and strips (laughs) all of his clothes off. He didn't want to do it, but Richard Linklater, like, convinced him that it was in his character. Like, his character would totally do this. So then he was like, okay, fine. Um, and then also after this movie, Nikki Cat and Giovanni Ribisi have done a lot of films together. So that's really interesting too. Oh, cool. Um, and then just the box office, I couldn't find a budget because I'm sure, I don't know, it probably wasn't that much, but the box office was only like 656K. So this was like not a like big money maker and kind of a lot of people didn't know about it. I thought, didn't really know it was in the theater. 
I thought yeah, it was same. one of those like straight to DVD kind of things or tape, straight to tape. So that's interesting. So yeah, that's all cool. I have. Oh, Letterbox gives it a three point two out of five. Oh, nice. So that's that's the Letterbox, and I'm again now trying to remind you, Charles, to start a Letterbox. Oh, I did. I just don't know how it works. Oh, okay. I'll show yeah. you. Okay. I could show you this week. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Let's move on to fashion. Okay. This is like one of. I love the fashion in this movie. I mean, it's very regular. We're not talking anything like groundbreaking, but I just love the realism in the fashion. And it's Melanie Armstrong Fletcher who did the the costume design. So, oh, nice! Hoorah to you! I um, think. Yeah, I thought I thought she did a good job. Um, she also did Days of Confused, which was also like a fashion movie. I yeah. think like they had <laughs> such fucking cool clothes and to source all that stuff. And she also did love in a 45, a movie that I want to do. I actually gave it to Mike and I think 10 minutes in, he was like, Lauren, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, contrary to popular belief, people do that when I offer them film sometimes, like, like some people that I asked to do different movies with. So it's actually really interesting in the very beginning, it was the pandemic. So when I started, the, started to do the podcast, it was very like, haphazard and it was basically me and Jai like twice a week because we had nothing to do but I didn't know like her taste at that point so I kind of gave her like all the I think I talked about this a long time ago all of like the first 40 movies that we did are like my top movies basically (laughs) like if I did them that early then I thought of them like right away but like some things I didn't like like totally to her credit some things you don't like some things Mike doesn't like like whatever but I didn't know like which movies to offer to different people to like have something to say about so like a lot of the early ones is just like i don't like this <laughs> or like sometimes <laughs> like there are some of the early ones with mike or like you or any of them were i'm like okay now i have to like figured out who's gonna like this movie sometimes i get it wrong but sometimes <laughs> like i'm like you know i'm like tell me if you don't like it because if you can't talk about it for an hour then i might as well just do this episode by myself if no one's like willing mm. to watch the movie or something so so yeah so it's kind of funny that if, when when i first like got on the the line with you and you were like yeah this movie was yeah it was like you know a movie <laughs> and i was like oh no I was like, did i get it wrong i'm thinking, like no 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 no. <laughs> i was like oh thank god i've gotten like pretty good at like trying to figure out like what everybody's gonna like and want to talk about it just kind of caused some existential dread for a few hours but i'm fine <laughs> you know? i mean i kind of give you all the movies that i know like some people may or may not do yeah. Like, um, and a lot of the dark films I'll, I'll give to Jai because <laughs> like, she likes really dark stuff, but so do I. But yeah. like, I know that she likes dark stuff, but like some stuff like Requiem for a Dream was like, Charles, we're doing it. We're doing Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> you're like, okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> we have to do it. Like, yeah. Some of the intense ones. Yeah. Um, I, um, I was, um, in, uh, preparing for a, uh, future, um, um, episode that we're going to do our, um, secret Oscars episode. Yeah. We're doing an Oscars episode, people. Um, I'm going to put it up on Patreon first, but it will be out publicly like before the Oscars, but we're redoing the 1990 to 2000 award shows because we think so many things should have been included and been nominated and won. So we're reshaping our, for our own nom like nomination so yeah <laughs> yeah so um i um so i come so and sort of reevaluating all these movies i come across a lot of them i just have never really seen before hmm. so i will just go back and try and watch the trailer just to see if i you know just to form a quick opinion 
and one of them was the Cider House Rules, which is that movie. Oh, I've, have you seen that? I've seen that. No, no, but oh, it was, like, you know, like ninety nine has like Michael Caine and Tobey Maguire in it, mm-hmm. and um, I like watched that famous scene that Michael Caine is like famous for, where he like reads the children this really dark bedtime story, <laughs> and it like ends with like, and the dog tumbled into the pit and struck his head on a stone and bled and bled and bled and then he died and the, and then he like jumps up and says and delivers his famous line good night you princes of maine you kings of new england and um <laughs> <laughs> and um so that so i, I it was a beautiful scene but i, I was just like oh oh god oh god that's horrible and so i sort of had the same reaction to this movie <laughs> so. you should watch the cider house rules it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's good yeah that's so funny uh there's just so many that that were snubbed i think uh romeo and juliet it's gonna have a big a big year in yeah. my in my oscars i can't believe that wasn't i'm oh god not to give too much weight but I think that the English patient might be snubbed the year it comes out. And I think that movies like Scream and The Craft might be in. But uh-huh. that's just me. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. Oh, totally. Feruza Balk is getting a nomination. <laughs> like, maybe even Robin Tooney. Maybe even the whole goddamn cast. <laughs> started. We should also, we should, oh, God, this would be too much work. But if there was ever to be an ensemble cast award, which I believe there should be because there is one in the SAGs. Yes. Um, There should be an ensemble cast Oscar because some films are just loaded with, like, actors that don't have any more or less screen time than the others. Yeah. So... So, some films are just ensemble cast films, like you know, Ocean's Eleven, all those ones where they're all in it, and it all is taking place at the same time. Same with like Dazed and Confused. There are some people that have more of lead roles, but it's kind of an ensemble. There are just so many people in it. Clueless yeah, is another they, one. They just kind of bounce in and out, you know, mm-hmm. like. Um. But yeah, that that should be one, but we won't do that because like Scream yeah. was an ensemble. Yeah, like screams yeah. an ensemble cast. There obviously are lead roles, but yeah, but there there should be that kind of section too. But but yeah. Anyway, so on to fashion. What did you think about fashion? Okay, um, I thought their clothes. I thought. Well, I frankly thought that I dressed like them. So yeah. Like, to- like, oh yeah. Like, completely. Uh, like uh. Like like still. Um. So <laughs> yeah, you're like kind of Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> you kind of always have been. It's cool though. Um, I love his outfit in this. Um, so I, 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 so I did, so I wasn't really thinking fashion. I was thinking, oh God, I wonder if I could find that somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, just, um, I, um, I, 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 I thought that Nikki Cat had this really tight li- little body and I thought that Oh, no. His tattoos, they're very, like, disgruntled, like, veteran of, like, the 90s. Yeah, you know, they're all... Which is how he kind of sounded. They're all, like, you know, ah, I'm going to go to this, like, punk show and, like, you know, bash your head against the stage, you know, (laughs) against the stage, and then I'm going to, then I'm going, like vomit in in your you know you know like your you know like it was a very specific vibe um, it was definitely a vibe <laughs> I, and then just like he said in days of confused he said you know my mom will, in in this one he said my mom always said don't write a check you can't cash and then but in days of confused he said hey come on uh lincoln don't let your ass write a check your butt can't cash <laughs> you know when he I, beats I, up adam goldberg 
I, um, I, I thought his character was like so like polarizing at first, but then I kind of loved how he kind of like shaded Suze that, that, and, and, and that one scene, I was like, yeah, fuck Suze. You mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, totally. I, 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 like, She's a hoe bag who like ran her. off with Pony. I like hate her so much. Like, <laughs> I did love her look though. I it, did it, love, I loved her look. <laughs> yeah. It come it comes off very, you know, like, you know, like like Fire Island Jurassic Park, you know? And also very like Daria character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she would have been drawn as a Daria character completely. Like, like that episode when when they go to to the mall and like Jean gets like a coupon to for like some moose at like a at like that, you know, at like that hair studio mm-hmm. and like the stylist is like, what you know, what television show do you want your hairstyle modeled from? And Jane's like Oh, the have you seen the episode of Six Sad World where that girl gets molested by the kangaroo? <laughs> yeah, I want to look like that. <laughs> oh, God. Daria is a classic. If you want to hear more about Daria, we talked about it on Patreon. Yeah. Sign up for the Patreon. But we should talk more Daria episodes because they're, I mean, we just talked two, but there are so many. Yeah. Also, more Simpsons episodes we talked about doing on yeah, Patreon, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Because there's so many that are just <laughs> so good. <laughs> They're just so, so good. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Keep going with your fashion. Um, so I um, thought that um, I thought that BB's clothes were really cool. Like, yeah. I, 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 I thought they made her look really sweet. Um, Isn't she the girl in Six Feet Under who di- who's always harassing David? Oh, I don't know. See, I was going to ask you if she was the girl from The Faculty. Oh, they all, they do look alike. Yeah, okay, right. I'm going to find out, BB. I think okay. she's the girl who's like, I have a tattoo, David, a butterfly. You know that girl? <laughs> yeah, Who's like yeah. always after David. Let's see. She <laughs> is... Oh, Finley D, Zeke, hold me, I'm scared. <laughs> she is in Six Feet Under. Tracy oh, Montrose Blair. Yeah, that is her. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. And then what's the movie that you asked? Okay. Oh, she also plays young Elise in the First Wives Club. Oh, really? In the very beginning, yeah, because she looks like Goldie Hawn, yeah, okay, like yeah, younger. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you ask me if she was in? Oh, I asked if she was um, like that, uh, she, she was like that sweet southern girl from the faculty. Oh, yeah, the faculty. <laughs> no, 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 she's not in that. That's okay. someone else, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess my final fashion note is I really love Parker Posey's power suit. Oh, I love Parker <laughs> She was so funny. I also, like, one of my favorite scenes was when Tim, like, read her life for filth. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm going to try to clip that one for Instagram. Yeah, and then she, like, comes back and she's like, well, I didn't, well, he, my dad didn't get me a Porsche. <laughs> yeah. I, he didn't get me a BMW. He's like, what did he get you? And she's like, a Porsche. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then starts laughing. I was like, yeah, that's way more expensive. <laughs> like, way more expensive. Um, so my fashion notes were um, Jeff. I love the beginning. Yellow plaid shirt. I definitely had a thing for Giovanni Ribisi back in the day. I love his voice. I still do. I yeah. really love that he's the narrator of The Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I I loved it. I loved him. I mean, despite him being one of those people, I, I still I still think he's a great actor. He's like, a great actor. I love him in Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, it is. Nicolas Cage. Oh my god, I fucking love that movie so much. It's, it's good. So, so we're gonna do and Angelina Jolie like Cars. I mean, it's a lot. It's 
Yeah. I, I love that fucking movie. It's <laughs> so good. Um, so then I loved his like yellow plaid shirt, his like blue zip up hoodie. This is essentially what Charles wears if mm-hmm. anyone wants to like form a mental picture. Um, I think he has like docks on, which is cool too. Yeah. Um, Suze, I just wrote the short hair is so 96. It's so like alternative rock. It just, like, is that vibe, which is really interesting. And I like the, like, cropped color block shirt she had on. Um, I couldn't yeah. really figure out what it said. Something like, oh, God. I, I It was something like, uh, I forgot what it was, what the, but, the word but you, it was. You know, if you were to ask her point blank to define the word I, 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 ironic, <laughs> that she would not be able to do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, very Lelena. Very yeah. reality bites. This has a very, like, Gen X like slacker kind of vibe like you know questioning the future like what are we supposed to do here yeah she um, like reads all the stuff about big things that she doesn't really Rosa doesn't really understand mm-hmm. like i mean she's she's really irritating but i feel like in a small town there are about 50 people like her exactly mm-hmm. like her so it, it, her character felt very realistic it felt very real like i don't yeah. think we were supposed to like her yeah i think we were supposed to like bb and erica <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I think. As far as the girls, that's that's who I think we were supposed to like. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. So. <laughs> that's who I liked. Um, and then okay, BB, I loved her outfit. Was like so '90s, and in the very coolest way, in a very kind of um, like Larry Clark kids movie way. Like she had this really cool, really cool jeans on. They were kind of like mom jeans, the way they would fit in the '90s. She had this orange tie dye tank top and then she had this navy shirt that was open because everyone used to wear open shirts over their like t-shirts yeah um that was a big thing like over their graphic tees but hers was a tie-dye which was cool and then she had docks and then later on she had this brown coat that looked like it was suede but i'm not sure but it, it was just so cool hers was my favorite outfit by far oh i also forgot to mention that on sue she had those massive like jinko khakis and yeah. they were like high waisted. Um, so I also had khakis that were like that. They were Jinkos, but they weren't always jeans. They would come in khakis sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had these massive, I had so many of those massive pants. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, and I had the UFO pants for the raver pants. Like I, I mean, I think that's kind of coming back now because the pants are starting to get more wide. So now oh. things aren't as tight. They're not as skinny jeans anymore. They're like opening up. So okay. <laughs> interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Erica's outfit, like you said, the bitch power suit. I love yeah. that all black leather jacket. I love her like mini backpack, which mm-hmm. was a thing, which is really cool. Um, I like Pony's outfit too. I like that like beaten up motorcycle jacket and that burgundy shirt. Um, I just, yeah, I liked his kind of understated he, rock star look he seems like a nice guy like you yeah know, he seemed like, all right i mean I, I know that tim hates him but like, <laughs> yeah yeah but, he really hates him but i mean you know so does he, jeff <laughs> yeah i mean I, I guess it didn't work out too well for them but I mean, you know <laughs> but you know i mean like um you know but like um you know steve zahn and you know Sue's were able to get jobs out of his visit so i mean this is true like yeah, this is true yeah. which is cool um so then we also have uh buff who's uh steve's on i think his name is buff right yeah, yeah yeah it is 
I love his faded green hair. That is so realistic. So many guys in my class would have hair that they dyed and then it would wash out uh-huh. after a while. So that felt super realistic. He had that skater vibe, that oversized, like white boxy shirt, those baggy jeans. I also love when he changed that next day after he like vomited everywhere and he had that like pink shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was cool that like everyone kind of got a job, but like Jeff was just stuck taking care of this girl who may or may have not died. Yeah. <laughs> and like Buff went off to go record, like go make a music video for this band. <laughs> like yeah. Sue's left and is going to go like, it's like everyone just like left and he's just there. And like Tim was like, I guess trying to help, but he just ended up leaving them too. So Tim like... couldn't get hard. So he was out of luck. <laughs> he was like <laughs> yeah. SOL um, completely. The fact that, you like disappointed Parker Posey is a crime <laughs> and, and then Buff literally no pun intended slid right up in there so mm-hmm. and he's like I got a job now <laughs> and then she's like it doesn't matter even if you don't get the video you still have to come out and see me <laughs> it's not even like guaranteed that he's gonna do the video which I thought was really cool. <laughs> I was, and I was like, them, them as a couple just makes sense. Yeah, know? I love like, it. Yeah. I'm so down. Like, I love it. I think I mean, Parker you know, Posey would have been great in Reality Bites, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she was like um, an added friend. <laughs> I think she'd be really good with, with Janine Garofalo. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I feel like she would be. Um, and then I just have, yeah, Tim with his muscle shirt and blue pants. I mean, Nikki Cat's super hot, so yeah, I just I found guess. it really hot. Um, I liked his outfit. And I know that, like, he, he like, says, I'm not a good guy. You don't want to get involved with me. But, you know, the you girls know. are just like, you know what you're saying. That's catnip. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do the whole, it's like the same thing that it's not you, it's me speech. It's the whole, like, I got a lot of bad guy in me. And I'm just not, like, you know, I don't want to hurt you. It's like, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. And all the girls are like, I'm, I'm going to be the one to fix him. You know, Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> you you are my Pedro Pascal in the last one of us. Oh my god, don't talk to me. I found out that Pedro Pascal has a po- like was on an interview podcast interview, so I'm very excited to put headphones in and listen to this. Oh nice. Because <laughs> I love his voice. I love his voice. I have to catch up on The Last of Us. I am doing it tonight after I record this. This is going up tomorrow, so this is like super ultra like uh what do you call it? Super ultra current. So I have to catch up on like all of it i'm like two and a half episodes back so oh, okay. I, I need to like catch up on all of it because i'm annoyed that everyone's like talking about it and i kind of want to like go on twitter and like read things so yeah. yeah so i need to catch up are you completely caught up now yes oh, okay so you watched yesterday's yes was it good it was, it, was, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, I keep feeling like, I mean, I've only seen three episodes, but I keep, or three and a half, but I keep feeling like every episode, people just keep talking about how it gets better and better. Well, what I did is because I'm, I kind of, I kind of wanted to know what happened. So I, I found someone who did like a playthrough of the game. Yeah, I've seen those kind on of YouTube. watched that and they like hit all the major plot points. Just so oh, okay. I sort of feel like I have an idea of what they're doing. But I, I think if you need some time then i think next week's episode is gonna be like a flashback episode for ellie so oh, okay yeah like i think things more about like you find more about her past and oh that's like that. cool so yeah oh cool all right um all right do you have any more fashion notes um i don't think so um right. i um thought um i thought that nasir's wife looked very elegant in like um in like her uh dress yeah uh pakiza i think 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Her, she looked really cool. That whole beginning thing was just so upsetting. Oh, I know. And I was just like, this is fucked up. This is, like, I mean, I, I, I guess, like, you know, 99.9% of the time that stuff happens and doesn't go anywhere, but... That's true, yeah. You know, but, you know, but, you know, then you hear about the stuff on the news that did progress. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's it probably started off like this. You know? Yeah. So... That's unfortunate. That's yeah. like the awful part about it. Um, okay, let's move on to music. Okay. Uh, I actually really like the music, and interestingly enough, there's a bit of a, a little grunge connection here. Uh, I guess you could say grunge, because Sonic Youth actually did a lot of the songs and wrote some new songs. BB Song is actually called that. Oh, um, is that when she's doing her like little dance? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Because I love that song. Uh, a Town Without Pity, which I thought was cool. Gene Pitney in the very beginning. Um, I also love the song that Pony sings in the parking lot. It's called Man Invisible. That he yeah. plays for everybody. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I did like Jeff's recommendation that um, Pony write a song called Why Don't You Write Your n- Next Song About Sandra Bernhardt Eating a Salad, You Asshole. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna name this this episode. I really don't. Um, yeah, the soundtrack um, is great. It has more of like Elastica and Stephen Malcolmus have a song together. Beck, Super Chunk, Flaming Lips, Uncle. Um, yeah, there's just a lot. It's it's a very alternative like mid to late '90s soundtrack. It's he does great soundtracks too, Richard Linklater. Yeah. I have to say yeah. so. This was this was great. Do you have any standout songs? Um, I think we mentioned most of them. Um, yeah, they're not featured heavily, like in Days and Confused, which is like part of the move. The reason why I love Days and Confused so much is because the soundtrack is fucking incredible. Yeah, and yeah. it's just featured as a character in that film. That's the one thing that I miss um, about this movie is that I feel like it could have had maybe more integration mm-hmm. in the actual film, but that costs a lot of money, and I don't don't think this had like a high budget. So I'm not not surprised. I did, did think that BB's little dance to that song, the song was just like so cute. Yeah, like, it was so cool. I love her. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I love her. She's cool. She's um, sort of the character I kind of related to the most. Just like how everyone is off, just like you know, talking and like you know, just screaming shit at each other, and she's just like, you know, s- sitting on the curb, like not really saying anything. You know, just kind of there. I'm just and like, then yeah. when you hear her story, it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're dealing with this, yeah. But she is, yeah, I really like her. Yeah, you too. She's, like, subdued. She has her boombox. Mm-hmm. She's, like, Budnick in Terminator 2. Yeah. Carries that <laughs> boombox around. Um, cool, all right, so let's get into favorite scenes and lines. Okay. So, uh, my first note in the entire, the first thing I wrote down was, I can't believe the Marble Reds were two fifty. Two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> and then the guy was like, "Did these go up?" I was like, "Go up from what? <laughs> like one <$1.50?" laughs> fifty? I mean, what? I mean, I mean, my like big claim claim to fame is that I went to college in North Carolina, where like it, I think it has the lowest tobacco tax of like anywhere in the country. And like yeah, when I, and, and back in two thousand one, two thousand two, I was still able. To buy a pack of Marlboro Lights for two dollars and eighty six cents. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, which to me is like a big deal. <laughs> so now they're literally like, what are they now in DC? They're like twelve, eleven to twelve, I think. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. In in New York, they were always crazy high. Like when I went to school, they, when I went to school in oh one oh two in New York, they were like twelve. 
13 and that was like unheard of so i would buy them here and bring them up to school because it was fucking i mean it was crazy yeah and then certain places like i know a few times when we were like wasted in the city somewhere we would like have to stop by those stands like those newsstands that are on the street (laughs) they're like the middle of the night and they're the only things open when it's like 3 30 in the morning and nothing else is open they charge you like 15 16 bucks for a pack of cigarettes yeah. Because, like, nowhere else is open. So, like, it's where you would go. And, oh, I remember, like, one time we were like, let's go in on it. It's 1750. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, we really need cigarettes. We're fucking shit-faced right now. You know, when you're shit-faced, all you want to do is smoke cigarettes. So, it's yeah. like, I was like, oh, man. So, I remember paying that much for it. And I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> paying this much. It's so crazy. So that was my first note. My first favorite scene is is uh Suze's whole monologue tap dance shenanigan about like oh. fuck men. Fuck this. Good good lord. <laughs> like... Oh god. I it was until she got to fuck Bill Clinton. The other stuff I thought was funny, and then I was like, oh no, I know this girl. <laughs> like it's no longer as funny it's more of like marnie singing at that party and girls it's like so cringe it's like secondhand embarrassment cringe completely this is gonna be a shit show we love you marnie yeah yeah. literally it's so funny i was i was sending um i'm trying to get jules into watching girls just because it's like as much as you know whatever lena dunham sucks but i fucking love the show it's just so funny So, like, she, I was sending her, like, me and Jai made her watch this episode, so we made her watch, uh, which one did we make her watch? Oh, we made her watch the one where she tries Coke to write that story (laughs) with Elijah. So then, like, I've just been sending Jules, like, random things on TikTok, because everyone, like, Gen Z is now discovering girls, so there are tons of, like, different scenes, and I haven't watched it in a long time, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this was funny. So I sent her one the other day, and it was the one where she was like... She was talking about like, she's like, Elijah, I'm about to go on like a literal date. Like, this is crazy. This is like, I'm like 40. And then they go into this like whole bit of like, I'm 40, but I still want to have a love life. (laughs) And they like go into these like weird taglines of like women dating over 40. Like, I may be divorced, but I'm still an upstanding woman. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And it was so funny. And I was like. Jules, you have to watch the show, if only for Elijah. If literally for every other character but Lena Dunham's character. I mean, everyone else is so good. Like, yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice by not seeing <laughs> these other actors do a really great job. Just you know? know that she's awful going in. And yeah, and just, you, you yeah. Have to <laughs> like, yeah, that's it, you know? Like, um, so it's it's kind of funny, yeah. But, <coughs> but that was my <sighs> first one. My first call out was that, like, cringe Marvel yeah, type God, scene. That, yeah, I, I, um, I was just like, oh, good God. <laughs> That's why I was like, he hated this movie. As I was watching it, I was like, he hates this movie. <laughs> I know he does. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I that, this like scene was, was just like, oh, God, you're like, it, the sad thing is, is I, th- I think this was going to work too. Like, I think she would have been probably able to get accepted into like, New York art school with this performance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. It was like um, when Topanga did that weird art thing and um, yeah. that weird interpretive dance in Boy Meets World. And like, no one was the same because I think I was like 11 and I did not know how to process what that was. <laughs> and I was like, I know this girl. I know Topanga. What is she doing? And she was like, I am a flower. I, and she did this weird like interpretive dance in class. Like, Mr. Phoenix yeah. class, yeah. I um, so I really love this scene. I think it's shortly before Susie's scene where Buff is like recounting this like quote unquote story about <laughs> how 
he like brought out this pizza to this chick at work and like she said get in the car and i'll blow you and he's like all right then they like <laughs> share to join and then he I, she, she like chased her around the parking lot with beer and she's like ah um so this sort of reminded me of a story that i heard in my driver's ed, ed course oh my god where there's you took driver's ed when I, I took the class i just didn't do anything with it oh <laughs> you never actually you've driven though i technically have yeah <laughs> Um, but so apparently there was this dreaming game, um, going, going, going around Bethesda circa 2000, 2001 called Red Hunter, where you would go hunting for communists and when you found them, you would spray them with a can of beer and like you were the red hunter, you found the communists and they've been extinguished. Ah, the red scare is gone. Um, (laughs) so Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so that um, for some reason I sort of remind me of that story it's <laughs> so funny also this movie really takes me back to like the mid this kind of mid 90s uh, genre like mall rats had the same vibe where it's like a bunch of people sitting around telling stories which yeah is, basically Jason Lee should have won an independent spirit award for that yeah I love him as Brody and mall yeah, rats yeah I know <laughs> Um, I don't know if he did. I mean, maybe he did. Do I have to include Independent Spirit? Do I? Ha- maybe I have to start looking that up because they well, have some weird, wild movies they have on there. Yes. So I've been doing the nineties. I've been doing like the Golden Globes, the Baftas, the Indie Spirits, the SAG Awards, um, and just like basically trying to write down all possible nominees. And then just feeling like, okay, I don't like you. I don't like you. I think you're an <laughs> asshole. I don't like you. You're cool. You, you know, like, uh, you know, Stacey Dash. So, like, yeah, she's cool. I would not give her a nomination. I, she was, she was on the short list. So I'm not going to lie. Was she? So, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. She was, she was good though. Yeah. That's yeah. an ensemble movie. I know, like, right? It's hard to give it to one person. Cause they're like, Brittany Murphy was great. I mean, Paul Rudd, like you just got so many in there that just do such a great job. Donald Faison. Yeah. I think like what it ultimately came down to is I think it, was um i had mel in um best supporting actor and then i switched him out at like last minute so oh mel from the dad yeah 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 shares dad yeah 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 he was pretty good dan hadaya yeah um he was really good in that same year he was in usual suspects that's right i always forget about that yeah <laughs> another film we have to do and i'm sorry like if i mean i just love that fucking movie yeah it's good it's so good that's another ensemble cast. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah. Kevin Spacey did deserve that, that win, because it was a yeah, great film. Yeah, good. But, um, but all of them are great in that. Like, that's more, like, and especially the, like, first half, it's like an ensemble. Like, they're yeah. all, you know, there's so many different actors in it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Gabriel Byrne, I always forget. There is a scene when they're in the limo and Buff is eating Chinese food. And he, like, is attempting to use utensils, but after a while, he just, like, gives up. And that reminds me of the time that we were at Taco Bell and I ordered a Mexican <laughs> pizza and they didn't give me a spork and you said to just go for it. And it tasted so good. But at the same time, I was like, God, don't look at me. I'm just, <laughs> or I'm disgusting, but it's so good. Oh. Look away. I'm hitting. Oh, look at me. <laughs> um, oh my God. That, and yeah. I, I just like relate to that moment. I'm just like being really drunk and, you know, just having like greasy Chinese and you're just like, Oh God. Oh, <laughs> I want Chinese food. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, 
That that's another one. <laughs> I I really like uh, I like when Buff says like you know he's like hey I've been making these tapes you know videotapes he's like I ripped a camcorder out at the mall and I thought you know it's something I could do be a video artist and then Tim goes like ladies and gentlemen Buff the postmodern idiot savant he will outdo us all <laughs> like, it's really funny I guess people don't say idiot savant anymore but um yeah we used to say it in the nineties yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, but yeah, we, it's Yeah, because sorry, we were a lot smarter back then. So Yeah, I mean, we just I think we were just way more honest. Yeah. I think we like <laughs> called it as we saw it and it wasn't like a yeah, it wasn't a thought. I didn't think, you know. Like no one ever raised it as a yeah. as a concern, I guess. So, if no one raised it as a concern, then it just didn't change, which, you know, that's how it was. Yeah. Um I also wrote like as I think I said earlier that we used to spend a lot of time in parking lots in high school yeah, uh, in the suburbs. Um, I thought that was crazy. Um, I also love that. I think it's in the restaurant. It's in the Whataburger. So I knew this was Texas, but uh, there's, it's when Jeff and Suze are sitting in there and then Jeff is like, I can't believe we're sitting here in this mosh pit of like consumerism. And she's like, Oh fuck off. And there's just like this whole like back and forth. I, I, couldn't write down the full thing because I didn't stop it, but but it's yeah. like this whole kind of like quote about like consumerism and capitalism and like oh man, let me just be super existential but not say anything all at once. It reminds me of this guy that we went to um, high school with. I won't say his name because like, he possibly could listen to this <laughs> podcast, but you know yeah, who I'm talking about. I I do I do. And it re- he also reminded me a lot of Justin from the Real World Ho- Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, in that he said a lot, but said nothing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the scenes were... <laughs> the oh, scenes were... sorry. It's not... Sorry. It's just a LaCroix. It's not as, like, you know, it's, it's not it's, it's not that exciting. Um, uh, well, that's pretty exciting. What flavor is it? Strawberry. Ooh. Oh, that's a strawberry? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Tangerine well, is my jam. I mean, it's a bubbly technically, but I mean, you know. Oh, oh, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're owned by Pepsi. Oh, are so they? have fun with your Pepsi water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, I think so. It literally just tastes like fizzy crap. So it's, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, is this your nutritionist? I mean, you don't see the nutritionist. I was like, is this the nutritionist influence? Like you're getting off of Coke and switching to Lacroix. I'm trying, Tammy. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put the dressing on the actual salad. Oh my god! Just take a piece of lettuce on your fork and like lightly dip it into the cup. What? Yeah, I. Um, I think the rationale was if you put dressing on the whole thing, then you're gonna want to eat the entire salad. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you just dip your lettuce into the dressing, then you're just gonna eat until you're full. No, it's just more work, but I'm still eating all this fucking salad. No, but it just isn't going to cover all of my lettuce. So that means I'm going to have to go in the kitchen and find something else to put on the salad. And guess what, Tammy? It's either me eating a um, salad full of like peppers and you know, and and, like tomatoes and onions and you know, like um, you know, like you know, a a hard boiled egg, or I'm going to eat eat a steak. So you decide. <laughs> or a fucking Big Mac, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so which one do you want? Which one is the lesser of two evils here? It's like, God, don't don't take the, the thing that I like the most. Like, don't don't do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. 
Um, I also love my, my next scene as a standout is when Pony comes to town and he's talking to Jeff about his life and he's complaining about tour life. I was like, I love when musicians complain about like having like a really awesome job. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he, and it's funny, like Pony was just like, oh, it's so annoying, you know, airport hotel show, airport <laughs> hotel show, you know, over and over and over again. It's just so annoying. He's like, are you still living at home with your mom? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you know, I stay in the Four Seasons when I when I go anywhere. You know, I just can't be bothered to go anywhere else. Whatever, you know, it's just it's so tough. You know, life on the road is just ah. Uh. And I find it really funny because it's something that only like musicians I think sympathize with because us on the other side we're like you get to travel. You get to, like, hang out and meet new people, see fans, play music, like, get fucked up, like, do whatever you want. Like, what? What? And you make tons of money. (laughs) Like, even if you don't, you've seen all these places, all these cities, you've traveled, you know, it's so cool. And, you know, they're just like, oh, but, you know, you don't have stability and you live your life out of a suitcase. You're like, oh, how awful. Like, I could suffer for a month or two. Like, it's Yeah, not... but then you, like, have the rest of the year off. Like, you don't have to do anything. Right? Like, like how and, horrible. And, and your job is just to, like, be creative and write. Yeah, so. and, like, perform and have people scream your, like, music back to you. Yeah. Like just stroking your ego all day, all night. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. It's really funny. I mean, Tim's reaction to this conversation is just like hilarious too. Yeah. I I love this scene where he's just like, yeah, you know, it's not really all that great, but you know, (laughs) Oh God. I find that really good. And I also, uh, I also just love that (laughs) Erica is just like, when they're like introducing Erica and like Buff is just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she like this is so lame, like she's so black, blah blah blah. And then that's and I I also love when uh, I think it's Suze who goes like, why don't you swallow your cock and choke on it? Oh wait, it's too small. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's such yeah, a nineties thing. I I I I noticed how Tim just kind of looked at her and he's like, all right. All right, I'm gonna remember that. I'm not gonna say anything now. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, like... right. <laughs> BB asking, uh, asking Tim, like, didn't you see Pony, like Pony's video on TV? He's like, no, I shot my TV. <laughs> <laughs> like just casually, no, yeah. I shot my TV. <laughs> super funny. What's another one you have? Um, do 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 do. Um, or do you have any more? Um, let's see. Um. First of all, I was kind of impressed that um, Tim was able to cash a check at a liquor store. And oh, you I was can. Like, you can? Is that yeah. like something you can still do, really? I don't know about still, but you could. Yeah, I know oh. people who've done that. Yeah, even people when I would like work in my old jobs, they would cash their checks sometimes at some liquor stores or like those check cash places. Oh, some okay. of them have like a Western Union in there or like one of those check caches in the liquor store. Oh, okay. Like a separate counter, yeah. Sometimes you can, yeah. Um, oh, and then I did like the scene where Buff seals the garden gnome. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Open the door! <laughs> Open the door! They're like, um, let's get the fuck out of here. And then there's like a scene towards the end when Nazir, the clerk, like, tries to have a brief, like, human moment with, like, Jeff and, like, just tries to talk to him like a person. And it's very brief, but Jeff's just like, whatever, go back to where you came from, you piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. You know? And, 
And Zers is like, all right, well, I tried. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, what is you guys, what's your all problem? Like, this is so weird. And, and they're like, he's like, I'm just living my life. Like, I'm just trying to be, like, normal. I was yeah. like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I was like, this is so annoying. But and I then, guess Texas, too. Yeah, and I, 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 I sort of, yeah, and then, like, Tim launches it into this like they owe me you know speech no yeah like um, they're I'm born here they're taking something from me I was like what they're taking the mini yeah he was like they're taking the mini mart job why don't you go apply for a job then yeah. <laughs> like you didn't apply to go work there so what the fuck like yeah <clears throat> he was annoying well, what are you gonna yeah. do I have this gun like and he's like well this is what I'm gonna do and had his own gun <laughs> yeah. that, was pretty, that was pretty rad and then um I don't know I just kind of loved how they find BB on the roof and um then everyone just leaves mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's then- like fade out like that <laughs> yeah. was it I was like oh, okay I guess the money was short or something like what happened here <laughs> like I we don't know at all we know that Sue's left um went with Pony that night banged him in a Four Seasons as she should and left town moving to I new mean, york whatever she clearly checked out of that relationship oh so, completely like... she didn't want a quick like sizzler bang she wanted like the full enchilada <laughs> essentially and then uh you know we also have buff who's like you know a walking penis somehow got with erica and she's gonna like set him up with like a music video director job (laughs) which i would literally kill for that's amazing i think i talk about it all the time i missed my calling being a music video director in the 90s yeah budgets were a plenty and i would love to be like a pa and just work my way up and like get to be a director i think that'd be so cool there was um i think like um dunzo did this really great episode where they compared like old school MTV and VH1 and oh, yeah. like, Troy just like talked about how like it was just like such a great outlet for artists that you don't have now like you if you had like a successful video and like a successful like unplugged concert you know mm-hmm. and both at the same time dude there are just a lot more opportunities to like you know be creative and um and you know, it's, it's I mean kind of miss that stuff so yeah, I miss Buzzworthy it was when they would have new bands that had videos and Buzzworthy was the but Buzzworthy was the new thing. Yeah. And then in the early 2000s, MTV2 had this thing called Subterranean, mm-hmm. which was all of the like indie and emo music and all the new videos that would come out from these smaller bands. So I'd always tape it and like mm-hmm. watch it and have these cool videos to watch because like, yeah, we couldn't watch videos any other way. Yeah. There was no YouTube. So you couldn't just have a demand. And we used to, I used to buy music videos on iTunes. Oh, like, yeah. On same. my iTunes account, I have several music videos because that's the only way I could ever see them again is if I bought it. Yeah. So some of them are like the old videos and stuff. But yeah, that was, that was super cool. I mean, MTV, like, what kind of blackmail does that guy who does ridiculousness have on them? Because it's literally a ridiculousless channel. I know, right? All day, all night, except for a few things here and there. Um, come on, play some videos. Yeah. At least, and you know? Of course, there was the beautiful disaster that was Steven's Untitled Rock Show. Oh my god, on Fuse! <laughs> Who was, was in Buffy? Yeah. <laughs> season one, which I found really funny. He did a he... podcast with, uh, I think, Washed Up Emo. Oh, okay. I think it was that show a while ago. It was cool. <laughs> Remember, um, what's his name? Jim, oh, was it Jim Shearer? Not Jim Shearer. He was the MTV2 VJ. He was really cute. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. fuck. He is tall. He has dark brown hair. It's not that Damien guy. That guy was blonde. His name is, like, Jim... Jim something. Okay, hold on. I have to find Jim, this. Jim Shearer video jockey? 
I'm looking at MTV2 VJ. Oh, he's cute. Yeah, what's his name? Is it Jim Shearer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is Jim Shearer. Okay, I don't know yeah. why I thought it was someone else. Yeah, okay, cool. <clears throat> yeah, I loved him. He was cool. Oh, man. The yeah. MTV VJs. And, and it's weird how you also had, like, legit, like, M- like MTV journalists. You know, like, Kurt Loder and, like, John yeah. Morris. You know, and they're, Serena like... Serena Alchul. Yeah. Like, <laughs> buzz in with, like, do, 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 do. MTV News. This is MTV News. Like, breaking news. Soundgarden's going on tour. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> tickets go on sale, you know, next Friday. Blah, blah, blah. Like, breaking news. These are the nominees for the MTV VMAs. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, it was, like, they always had this crazy, like, you know, bursting in they had, like tabitha soren yeah yeah she was cool. um yeah they had like everyone they had like their legit jobs yeah yeah uh sujin pak yeah she was cool gideon yego um um there are a Je- lot jesse camp um yes lunchtime <laughs> with jesse i yeah. loved me some i actually bought jesse camp and the hollywood kids uh cd <laughs> like he had a cd with a band and he had a single that was pretty good but i had a massive crush on him i thought he was like really cool and like i loved the way he dressed and he was all grungy yeah. and like he was kind of like like a steven tyler style like it was very like the long coat and like scarves lots of scarves like that whole vibe but i thought he looked really cool i um I had a crush on Carson Daly, but I didn't want him to know about it. Why? Carson's cool. No, He's all right. I, I just thought he seemed like a sense of soul. He ran out of Woodstock 99 like a bitch, though. <laughs> <laughs> they all did. To be fair, I would have to. But I love that MTV was like, I was just telling someone the other day, and I was just like, dude, at one point MTV actually called him and was like, we cannot guarantee your lives right now. <laughs> like, if you stay there, it's on your own accord because everyone's getting the fuck out of there. And they were like, fuck this. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, I'm also still have to do the Netflix documentary because we did the other one, the one on HBO that came out like Ooh. two years ago. But <clears throat> I think me and Jaya and Jules are going to do the, the Netflix documentary because I still have so many thoughts and I love shit about like, you know, crazy shit that we lived through. Yeah. Um. Cause I yeah, just relate more to it. So yeah, that that's gonna um, come up soon. One, you know, one moment I'd completely forgotten about because um, I was watching this documentary on YouTube called The Punk Singer about Kathleen. Oh, Hanna. Kathleen Hanna. Um, and um, there's something I completely forgotten about where because like her and Ad Rock were I think had been dating for about ten years. Uh huh. And like Ad Rock from from the Beastie Boys, and he uh he like made a like. He he was like really upset about the sexual assaults that occurred at Woodstock. Uh-huh. He like made that statement at, at, at it was like I think it was VMAs. At, yes, yes, yeah. And uh-huh. just, like I think things like she like had helped him kind of like craft like what to, what to say and how to say it. It was and, good. Yeah, and just the fact that he like felt he felt strong enough to like you know to like say something about about that. So it was so cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The Beastie Boys are better than all of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, quite honestly. Like, they always have been. Like, they've always been cool. And I think even in that speech, because I just recently saw it on TikTok, but I'd seen it before, but in that speech, he talks about, I think, how they themselves in the past treated women a kind of way. Yes. And they were kind of like, I realized that, like, I was also treating women this way or thought of women or objectified them in this way. And, like, I did not know that. And, like, I kind of see now that I was wrong. Like, it was something like that, too, which I thought was really, yeah, really good yeah. that he, like, owned up to that. So it was cool. But, yeah, the BC Boys are just better than all of us, I yeah. think. <laughs> they really are. Um, my last note was that I just love that scene that Tim reads Erica's life, which I'm going to yeah. try to, like, um, <laughs> clip for Instagram. 
Because that's like one of my favorite. That one and I want to clip uh, that really cringy scene. The, of, the, uh, of Suze's performance. Suze's performance. Uh, the beginning part I like. The other one's like a, a bit too long. I don't know if anyone's gonna like stick around. Yeah, that, but okay. maybe. <laughs> but yeah, but but I like uh, like the first part of it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, do you have any other notes, I, thoughts, I feelings? I don't think so. Um, I, I this is a fun revisit. Um, yeah. You know, like it's you know kind of. Being, you know, it was basically like staring in the mirror for an hour or two. Um, but... I know it was a little like, uh, <laughs> like cringe. Yeah. Like it was like on the cringe emoji, the like <laughs> teeth going like, I'm like, I'm like that emoji. But it's all cool. Like I, I love that it's a time capsule. I love just the vibe of it and just the natural feeling and and flow of it. But that's just Linkletter. I mean, that's yeah. what he's yeah. he's so good at it. So. So yeah, I have no idea what we're going to do next week. We're going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do for Forward Flash in March, but maybe something. I kind of want to do something like really current. Okay. Like something that came out within the last like three years or something. Because I always do like really old stuff mm-hmm. from the 2000s. But who knows? I could change my mind. I have no idea. Sign up for the Patreon. Leave a review. Like, subscribe. Do all that shit. And we will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.